0: and welcome to whatever the fuck this is uh where like half of the dire weasels wait are there five of us now i think there are five of us now because it's ivana and forest that aren't here so 60 percent of the dire weasels just talk for however long we feel like talking until we stop recording um i'm john kaylee's here and molly's here
1: hey guys
0: and uh, whenever this sees the light of day, you can, uh, you can talk some mad shit to Forrest and Nirvana uh, for, for not being around, even though they have legitimate reasons to not be around. So, you know, you don't actually have to do that. And if you do it, do it playfully, because I'm only not being serious at all.
2: <laughs> Just a little bit.
0: I mean, uh- it was a conversation with Forrest that actually got this going again. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I guess the genesis of it was uh, was a, a conversation that Molly and myself had uh, February? Was it February?
1: Yeah, we something like that.
0: Like about what exactly this was going to be. And we were kind of talking between the two of us and sort of like thinking about floating the possibility of dire weasels being less about the pressure of putting out a narrative and a story and more about just hanging out with our friends and talking about whatever we feel like talking about in a given moment.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: So my, I actually, when I found out it was just going to be us hanging out uh, because the other two were not here, my first uh, reaction was maybe this episode could be called better. Know a weasel because Matthew's podcast is better. Know a (laughs) geek.
1: That's good. Actually. That's really good. I like it.
0: Or better, better know three weasels.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I hadn't gone there all the way, but yeah, <laughs> it's like our uh, fake love to hate podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't there for that.
1: <laughs> I also didn't know if we were still
2: drinking, so I made a shot just in case someone was chugging something, and if not, I'm totally fine taking this I'm, myself.
0: I'm drinking a fr- I'm drinking a Fresca. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go grab a shot to do it with you, Kaylee. While we wait for Kaylee, I would like to let everyone know that I'm drinking a, a boxed wine called Nighthawk as a spritzer. And I'm taking a shot of Luna Azul tequila in my skull shot glass.
0: And while that is happening, I am reading an article on 538 called Why the Progressive Left Fits So Uncomfortably Within the Democratic Party.
1: Did you end up starting that podcast?
0: I have not yet, no. Uh, mm. it, is, it is... It turns out I'm pretty behind on
1: podcasts. That's fair. I, I think I am, too. Well, yeah. I mean, there's just so many.
0: Yeah, that's, that's part of the problem for sure. Let's see what, what I've got here. Um... According to uh, CastBox, I am 32 episodes behind on Greetings Adventures. Oof. Uh, I'm not positive I've gotten a chance to listen to a rebrand. I guess it's called Welcome to St. Paxton now, but I don't think I've listened to that since the reboot.
2: I am officially ready. I am uh, so sorry.
1: Excellent. Oh, what should we drink to Kaylee? Whew should we drink Dick Forest and Ivana? Because they're still our good yes, buddies.
2: To our missing
1: counterparts,
2: and
0: really to anyone else who, yeah. like is a peripheral weasel, all that shit.
2: Oh yeah, who sticks it out with us and yep, ends up with it's all true. of our y'all are the best.
1: You are truly, and also to
2: staying safe, y'all. This staying is staying safe, wild, staying ass at time.
1: home. To the healthcare workers, grocery store workers. Yes. All you essential employees. Essential employees. You. It's true.
2: Yeah. Right, here
1: it is. All right. Cheers.
3: I had a gulp of Fresca in solidarity, but... It Th- thank, does, you.
1: Does, thank you. Thank you, Tom. It,
0: not quite the same, I, I would assume.
1: You no, know, it's okay. So I was thinking... What we could do is we could have one person ask another person a question, and then they ask the other person a question, and then they ask another person a question. Even though there's three of us, so it might get a little complicated, but hopefully we can make it, make it work.
2: Yeah, that's a good start. Or we as can l- also just open ended for either to answer. Unless that's we have true.
1: Specific.
0: As long as I never have to ask myself a question, I think I think. <laughs>
1: So, do we want to just update the people on what's been going on with our lives?
0: Sure, sure. That seems as good a place to start as any. Um I can go first because mine's pretty boring. Um so-
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good.
0: Uh I work. I uh I guess on, on a personal level there's there have been ups and downs, but none of them are interesting enough. To really get too far into detail into. And if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably, probably saw the, the high slash low lights. Um, but ultimately for me, like my life is not that different, even like in the context of like the coronavirus and all of that, that is going into going into it because I am considered essential work, an essential worker, and actually am working more because of mandatory overtime. So, like, while everyone else seems to either be working at home or laid off, I'm in the opposite situation where I am I have less free time than I used to have, which is weird. Um, but, you know, I could have been probably making time to record this whole time had things been aligning for everyone else. So I, I have the most boring
2: answer. Well, we are thankful you're here, John. It's true. It's true. Um
1: so molly do you want to go next sure so i've been doing my tax season um i was i was posted up in chicago for a while and um living out of a hotel room as the pandemic ramped up and kind of getting increasingly nervous the hotel that i was at was kind of an extended stay kind of situation so they were, like, not really having the closures, which is which was weird. Um, huh. There was people coming in and out all the time, and it was like... And it, it's like a hostile kind of situation. So hostile, like hostile, not hostile. Uh, so there's tons of, like, international <laughs> like people. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, it didn't... It really wasn't a great situation, but, I mean, at that time, we weren't really panicking super bad but i did
0: it's almost like the government response
1: (laughs) did not
0: elicit the natural amount of you know preparation and all of that for this it's it's weird
1: yes it's true so i did end up leaving a week early though and so i've been home for a few weeks now and um but still working at home which is my also not I'm one of those people who my life hasn't changed a lot either because i ha I was working from home anyway so uh I think that's my situation. How about you, Kaylee?
2: Okay, so everything seemed normal. We went into spring break hearing about the about the rona and <laughs> uh <laughs> And, but none of us here in Amarillo, I don't want to say we weren't taking it seriously. It just hadn't impacted us or anywhere near my community yet. So we were cautious and we were like, okay, social distancing. We're just not going to hug each other. We're not going to, which I'm not a hugger anyway. So that wasn't a big deal. Like, like small little things. Um, and as spring break got into full motion and it got more prevalent here, uh, things started hitting the fan, um. And, yeah, like, it just kind of got crazy. And so I am only an hour and a half from Lubbock, Texas, which is a university town. And they got news that they had their first COVID-19 case. And I knew, immediately I knew that, like, oh, Amarillo's next. Like, that's just how it works here. And, like, the next day we had three people. Well, three was only, like, six. Like, it took a while for it to spread, but just yesterday, it went from 6 to 33, like, overnight. Oof. And, like, now I'm kind of stressed. But I haven't been working. This is my second week not working, and we're off work until at least May 4th, if not longer. I doubt that school will even come back at this point, and I'll just probably be off until August, was my um, guess. And things are, like, really crazy. The thing that is the most crazy is the people that are just completely ignoring the warnings (laughs) so so the the rules we have in place here is like social distancing obviously i don't know how it is everywhere but we're even like in a lock-in place so unless you're an essential going to the grocery store like you shouldn't really be out they do allow you to go out and do like small minor things like running around like i go to the park every day and run as long as i'm not with anyone it's it's fine and i do run by myself but the the Thing that blows my mind is seeing the amount of people that are still mass herding to the parks to have like picnics and hanging out and our um, city of Amarillo went around and caution taped off all of our parks, all of our playgrounds, <laughs> all of our basketball courts and people are ripping the caution tape oh out God. and still taking their kids, still going and participating in these activities and I'm like this is the issue like it blows my mind I live with my grandmother. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've talked about her on here. I love her. She's my best friend and my worst enemy at the exact same time. Like, I just love and adore her. And, like, every precaution I can, I'm taking for her. And the fact that these people are just totally disregarding it stresses me out. And then on the other side of that, I work with kids with special needs. And so all I can do is worry about them and their safety. So the stress that I have job security, which I'm thankful for because a lot of Americans don't have that. And it's sad. Like, I have job security at the end of this, but it's, like, I have so many other stresses that affect me that I didn't think would really matter two weeks ago. It's just insane.
3: <sighs> Indeed.
2: But I did start college classes, so I have a small sense of normalcy because, you know, the education system's still going to get my money.
1: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha yeah, That's, what that's about it. time to be a, alive. I mean, it's... <laughs> literally. it is. It is.
0: It's crazy that uh, that a Democratic hoax has been this powerful, though. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was just so ridiculous. Like, yes, the entire world is all aligned just to bring down Donald Trump. Right. That makes a whole lot of sense.
2: You know?
0: I mean, it was bound to happen eventually, but...
1: Uh,
2: the dire weasels unofficially support Bernie Sanders in the 2020 (laughs) campaign.
0: (laughs) I mean, apparently, you know, sexual abuse allegations don't, don't get people to look more critically at Joe Biden, nor his obvious creeping (laughs) dementia. So I don't know, I don't know what else to do at that point. Like, you know, he's an awful candidate. If he, if he gets the Democratic nomination, I think he'll probably lose. And I don't like that. Obviously, like... As bad as I think he might potentially be, he's not Donald Trump. Um, But I don't like. Can you imagine? Like the the last debate was pretty testy, but like it was testy by the standards of like you know it was Bernie and Joe Biden, and you know Bernie at least sort of like understands that at the end of the day, if he's not the nominee, there's a vested interest in. Joe not being completely unelectable by the people who support Bernie. Um, right. and people for all the talk of the uh, of the last election cycle and how many people didn't didn't vote for Hillary uh that voted for Bernie more more people voted for Hillary and didn't vote for Obama than voted for Bernie and didn't vote for Hillary in in terms of the percentage of the democratic electorate primary to the uh, general so, like, it's it's an overblown narrative. I think largely based on the fact that, like, the Bernie or Bust people tend to be loud and obnoxious.
1: Though <laughs> so I did hear that. I mean, I n- not saying that this means anything really, except for misogyny is deeply ingrained but like a lot of the states where bernie won those same voters voted for joe biden because they just didn't want to vote for a woman
0: yeah and people have been saying that to some some degree too and if that's the case then i mean i don't know what you do with those
1: people necessarily
0: but yeah like they're
1: they're terrible people
0: also like the overall point stands that like If misogyny were the only issue, you would figure that Hillary would have done worse. Uh, Like, although then Obama had the racial thing, which I think is probably, probably a bit of a stronger force. Although, obviously, both are still, like, toxic and pervasive in American society. Like, you know. True. One of them gets you shot by cops, and... Nothing happens to the cops. And that that suggests that there's an imbalance in in the amount of influence that those factors have, for lack of a better way of describing that. Um,
2: and, the, and that has been political,
1: catch. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's just so funny I mean, because... We'll, we'll like, probably
0: circle back around.
1: <laughs> uh, sure. A hundred percent. But it's like, so many people are like so much less focused on that now because of the pandemic. Like, it just doesn't even feel real
0: yeah that that's the the one i mean it's a m- miraculous how many people still sort of at least in internet spaces seem to be talking about like you know the work trump is doing as if he's doing anything
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. so but- like okay my grandma is the most beautiful democrat old woman you will ever meet because She has a lot of um, right leanings, but she—I've never hate any. Like I've never met anyone who disdains Donald Trump as much as my grandmother. Okay, and her whole theory is like he hid the coronavirus to allow it to come to America to impact, like, so that he can now do something about it to help his twenty twenty election. And if that's not the best conspiracy (laughs) I've ever heard, like I could have like I don't know.
0: He. Two, two, two. I have two responses to that. One, I think he's dumb enough that he would think that that would work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: two, it's totally going to backfire. Like his response to this is like has I think shifted like public opinion in a meaningful way. Like not not amongst like the ride or dies. You're not. There's thirty percent of the country who's who who are going down with that ship.
2: Oh um, yeah, <laughs>
0: but I. Um, un-
2: I am 100% agree where she's coming from, though, because he's known about it a lot longer than he's leading on, and he allowed it, like, he didn't take the precautions other countries were warning him about. Yeah, he downplayed he, it. Like, yeah, he was like, oh, America's fine, and now we're definitely not fucking fine, you know?
0: that, that Early on, it's like, you know, I would imagine it, it's going to, cases will go down and eventually get to zero, and it's like, nah. yeah. That's, that's definitely how these things work, for sure, but... He lives in a world that's so free of, like, actual, like, information or even, like, surrounding himself with people who can get him that information. Because, like, the the he, the most important character trait for someone who works for Donald Trump seems to be, I'm not going to say anything bad about Donald Trump.
4: Right. And when yeah. when
0: that's the bar you have to clear, you're just surrounding yourself with people who are, like... A, by virtue, not necessarily equipped for something like this, because, like, in this weird political divide in this country, the left hap- happened to get most of the institutions that, like, are evidence-based. <laughs> um, like, the scientists and, you know, yeah it's, it's, it's a whole weird thing where, like, that divide seems to be sort of, like, all of the people who react purely emotionally, they're not all Republicans, but, like, most of them seem to be, and most of the rational people have seemed to ended up, have ended up on the other side. And it's weird that it wasn't a little bit more of a random distribution in that sense, but you, you have a situation where, like, by and large, like, like with climate change, the, the scientific community is, has a position and the right opposes it and says, like, that it's, it's just something that's being made up. Like, it's weird that that divide is there where it's just like information. No, we don't need that shit. Like who?
3: what, what, what even is science? Like it might as well be witchcraft to them. Like
2: to be fair, there's a
1: lot of people that argue that.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's quite as random as you even are saying, you know, it's uh, it's because of the platforms of the parties.
0: Yeah, I I suppose, but like the thing, is, the thing is, the parties weren't always like this.
1: Oh, sure, like, sure, sure. But the way like, that they are, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I see. To be saying. fair, uh, American
2: history has shown that basically what we consider Republican now used to be the Democratic Party, and now like Democrats are so quote unquote far left. It's unreasonable to the Republicans, which is not true. They they want basic human rights and the Republicans can't respect that. And that's how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a direct line from Nixon to Reagan to oh, where we are yeah. now. That's, One, that's sort of like...
2: One million percent.
0: Like with, with Nixon, it's sort of like he brought to the table like the just sort of I can do whatever the fuck I want in this office. Right. Um, and then like Reagan sort of like steered the intellectual and that feels like the wrong word direction of the uh of the Republican Party from like nineteen eighty basically to now, and it got to be a lot more about fear mongering and sort of like being very, very in bed with like the religious right, which is I think where the anti science thing like really comes yeah. in.
1: But yeah, yeah. So
2: so being from Texas I was raised, like, Republican grandparents, Republican. Well, my mom's not very uh, politically inclined, but definitely my biological father's side is. And so that was a lot of my things going into politics when I was younger. And I guess even to an extent for a while, I considered myself a Republican. And, like, that was even before I was of voting age. But when I did... Was able to vote. My first uh, year to vote was actually four years ago. Um, I did a lot of research, and I started listening to everything. And, like, no shame because of, like, the two options I had. I voted for Hillary Clinton, and I got so much shit from my family. And, like, even to these days, like, my grandpa goes out of his way to offend me, and I do not care in the slightest because, like, I can't stand for people. I don't know. I don't know what I was getting at without getting to – too much into this, but it's all a lot, and uh, this whole conversation is supposed to lift our spirits, so... Wait, is
1: it? Is that why we... uh, Because this is not uh, happening.
0: I forget how old I am (laughs) until I hear you say, my first election was four years ago. (laughs) Yeah, like
2: I wasn't allowed to vote before then.
0: And I can say that I was two weeks too young to vote in 2000.
2: (laughs) I was... Wait, hold on—a baby fetus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I'm trying to do the math here. I think I was in like, uh, I was only five in 2000. Like,
0: I, I uh, was, yeah,
4: whatever.
0: Whatever the first Tuesday was, uh, in November in 2000, my birthday was on the 19th of that year, so I could not vote.
1: That's um, really bullshit. So yeah. you, you, Kaylee, are just on the cusp of millennium. millennium. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes. So there's a lot of things that going around right now, like blaming millennials. <laughs> and I feel like kind of in this, this stamp past, because there's like some of my friends that are like 100% the people that we should blame that this the curve is not flattening. And then there's like. The majority of the people in my graduating class where we're like, we work, we're collecting our 401ks, well, not now, but we were, we're trying to just, like, get this shit over with, we're taking care of our elderly parents and grandparents at this point in our life, and like, I'm like, Gen Z, blame my brother's generation, like, 100% all of them were trying to celebrate spring break when all of us were like, please just stay the fuck home.
0: So, I I was listening to a podcast, which actually touched, touched upon this, uh, uh, the Right Time with Bamani Jones. He's actually like a sportscaster, but he he has interesting like takes on things in general. Uh, but he was talking, he lives in New York City, and he was talking about how like, you know, uh, most of the people he just anecdotally speaking that he would encounter were like of his generation. Uh, and he could tell because they would be listening to like dated music, like DMX or like big, Pun- yeah. you know, things like that. And it's like, all stuff that, like, kids aren't listening to. So, like, you know, it might vary from place to place as well. Like Yeah. But, yeah. Also not millennials, though, because, you know, he's probably, like, late 30s, early 40s. And so that's that generation. Like, the generation that also basically includes me, but I'm technically, like, just young enough to be considered, like, the oldest millennial or something.
1: Yeah. So, how about we start with this?
0: And by start, we mean continue.
1: Continue with this. I'm just starting on the... I'm trying to pose questions that will get us to talk about things we are happy about. Yes, okay.
0: <laughs> and, all right, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, define this happy thing. Okay,
1: okay, not happy. How about <laughs> no, no. things... Uh... That was a joke. <laughs> no. But but seriously, I don't... I. That is actually one of the things that I've come to realize recently is that you you can't strive for happiness. It's just not a.
0: It's not necessarily sustainable. Like yes, you know, yes. it comes and goes. Like right.
2: that's definitely one of the things I am working through. Uh, is like I for so long before the before I found the geekly community, I was never who Kaylee is. I was like who ex needed me to be who my best friend needed me to be I wore all these masks as they call them and like so now I'm like it's okay to like feel these feelings and like fill them out and uh, you're not always going to be happy you don't always have to pretend to be this thing like like you need to be a human you need to be vulnerable and that like all that shit is okay and uh, so I'm glad you actually said that out loud because it's very reassuring to hear especially in the
1: times we're going through sure yeah yeah it's important to know. I, I hope that every one of our listeners also thinks about that because, yeah,
0: and and also like we're we're reachable. We're like, you know if 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 anyone listening to this is like, hey, you know, these people seem like people I can you know just sort of have someone to you know tweet to or whatever the fuck the case is, and it would it would provide any sort of like you know levity in these times, (laughs) you know, uh, we're, we're all around, like, you know, I can't speak to how actively we exist in those spaces, although I feel like, I feel like we're all pretty good about it lately, like, except for maybe Forrest, I feel like Forrest is, like, he'll sort of, like, pop up occasionally, but, like, uh, he also is, like, he's a busy PhD student or something like that. He's got Artist a lot going on. Doris
2: is my sweet baby angel who took <laughs> care of me at CMA Fest and I owe him my life, okay? I mean, yes. <laughs> but-
0: I, 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 would, uh, I would owe him the opposite of that if he ever dragged me to CMA Fest.
2: <laughs> 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 to be fair, I think we dragged him. I mean, we knew he was into country music, but Avano um, was basically like, Forest go to CMA Fest, and he like was like, okay, and then he got stuck with me, and uh, I'm sure that was a lot of regret on everyone's part, so that's that. Yay, we, country we, music! I was going to say,
0: we've talked about CMA Fest yeah, before, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I feel like Mo- Molly and I are uh, on the same page I, on this
1: one. I just, I can't even, ima- I, would, I would literally never, ever go. Right.
2: Okay, so I'm not going <laughs> to drop any names, but there, we had a party of four- at GeeklyCon, and we ran into these other people that were also at CMA Fest. Oh, weird. And there was one human that was attracted to another human in our (laughs) Geekly um, community who still Snapchats me every single day, and Forrest and Ivana will know exactly who I'm talking about when they listen to this episode. And, um, yeah, like, life is wild, because every single time I see this human, I'm like, you're you're showing me that you're like with the quote-unquote love of your life which maybe does love this person oh shit i just gave it away cut all that out cut all that out Ah! (laughs) (laughs) i was drunk enough to be like uh i don't know so then I went and asked Ivana what I should do. And she, of course, being Ivana, was like, fuck it. And so I said, fuck it. And then it still didn't work. And it was all just like, it was fine. And then we went to the concert. And- well,
1: I, I was just going to say. That sounds this-
0: like the worst part of the story.
1: <laughs> 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 it was not. I mean, it was, it was what it was. I, I think that the first thing that comes to my mind is that well, it's not like a pandemic was happening. You can kiss anyone you want.
2: Yeah, yeah. First off, like in hindsight, maybe I should kiss more people. No, right? Because now
1: just... you're never gonna kiss another person until yeah,
2: I'm. I'm very lonely, and like the virus. Comes. The, the the thing is, anyone that knows me knows that like my most non-sexual kink is like hold my hand. Like anyone that holds my hand, I will follow you to the end of this world. It's the most beautiful thing to me. I love handholding. Like I love it. And, like, I can't even do that. And so, like, I am so touch-starved for being someone who is like, considers herself a non-hugger, a non, like, contact person. I'm like, I don't understand how people who crave this on a, like, normal basis are surviving. Because me, who can generally go without it, is still feeling pretty down about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I personally have, I enjoy hugging only in the last five years, once I met Geeklies, But I find this uh, online interaction to be enough. Even though we're not technically touching, like, we're still interacting on a, like, deeper emotional level. And that's personally enough for me.
0: I was going to say, I'm busy. <laughs> I don't have yeah, time you to don't worry don't about really
1: this. To- <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing, too. Like, that's not a bad thing.
0: Tired of hearing people talking about what shows they're gonna binge, and I'm like, "Eh, I'm gonna watch a couple of episodes, and I'm gonna fucking work. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Joining the geekly community, I'm much more like a hugger. Where before, like someone touched me, and it was like an immediate anxiety attack uh, due to like past traumas. And I've opened up a lot and stuff, but there's still like part of me where it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But I can totally relate to where like people who do need that consistency is like I guess stressed would be the best word um but definitely being able to meet with my friends online and uh I've even I guess with all the free time I do have now I have been able to reach out to people that I haven't talked to in a while and it's been nice to even reconnect with others that I before was like so busy wrapped up in my own world that I did I guess the bare minimum
1: I've also had that experience so that's been nice.
0: I I pop up on Twitter every now and again and say some things. I feel
1: like you have popped up more. I do feel like we are all kind of more.
2: Yeah, active. I agree. I even noticed like Forrest who I feel yeah. like like never like he's part of the hashtag never tweet community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he um like has been more active. I've seen him um like a few of my things and even he actually
0: responded to a thing I said, which was, uh, I think, the gateway to uh, to this happening.
2: Yeah, so, hashtag thankful.
0: I still think that my Twitter activity is largely weighted around, like, leftist politics and uh, cute animals. That's sort of, like, my the, my overlapping Venn diagram.
2: You know, that's fair.
0: I... I. Twi- oh, I was just gonna say, I, I uh, tweet about music occasionally, but... It's a thing I like to talk about, but I don't tend to get a lot of response on, so it's not something that I actually.
2: John, do that I'm often. I'm a hundred percent down to do your music podcast with you, but every once <laughs> in a while I will play a country song and you will be pissed. <laughs> well,
0: that that I'm sure I'm sure that's the case, but like you know, it, <laughs> it would be uh, basically the idea uh, if you didn't follow. Like, did I bring that up on cast or was it just on Twitter?
2: I just saw it on Twitter where you, uh, I think I clicked on your page and I, cause I was like, John never tweets. So I clicked on it to read the rest of the thread. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I saw that your bio said possibly a music podcast eventually or something. And I know me and you had talked about it because we both love corn, even though they kind of are not that great anymore. (laughs) And, um, maybe not love isn't the word we related to that. We <laughs> yeah, listened to we, corn we, prior to we a we, we know adults. of corn. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I misspoke. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to
0: say, uh, love is a strong word. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's very true. Um, at this point being quarantined, I think I love anything that gets me to talk about relevant shit. And anyway, music is relevant in my life always. And, uh, so I saw that, and I was like, I would love to do that, and I would love even more that he would hate the one country song I b- bring up every fucking episode.
0: I mean, I hope it would at least be different country songs. Like, if, Oh,
2: yeah. If, no, it would never if, be the if, same one. If you're,
0: like, <laughs> coming every weekend, you're like, uh...
1: We're gonna talk about Ring of Fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, no, but I think that would actually make probably a more interesting music podcast. I agree have with that. People. Yeah, like... That's actually...
0: When I was tweeting about it, I was like, you know, my my thought process was like, if we had a group of people and like different people were bringing ideas like uh, at different times, it would make for a more varied experience because, like, right, I, I doubt I doubt people want to listen to fucking me like gushing about whatever metal I'm into every fucking week, right? Is it, <laughs> don't you
2: listen to like Irish folk metal? Huh? Isn't that uh, something? Isn't that something you sent me?
0: Uh, I'm sure I have. There's a variety of different folk metal. Bands that I listen to, and depending on their origin, sort of, like, it flavors the, uh...
2: So I don't even know if John knows this, but how I started following him on Twitter is I have a very, uh... I don't... I'm trying to be nice, but I guess I don't have to be. There's someone that introduced me to the podcast who I no longer have anything to do with, and, um... One night, he had retweeted something John had posted, and now, uh, in hindsight, I realized John never posts, but somehow I added John, and me and him became friends because we were talking about music, and he sent me all of this like, uh folk uh, <laughs> like rock or like heavy metal music, and I made this specific person listen to it while I was driving the entire way. To uh the Missouri Geekly Con where we stayed at the murder hotel. And um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's how me and John became friends and uh look at us now. <laughs>
0: Indeed. And uh also I I believe you're the only person associated with the po- podcast that I have hung up with hung out with outside of the GeeklyCon.
2: That's fair. Uh, I, see, here's the thing. Every time I plan a trip to Colorado, I'm like, if we're in Denver, we're seeing John. I don't care who I'm with. It could be work related. It could be anything. I'm like, y'all can do whatever you want. I'm letting John know I'm here. And we'll probably get some form of Asian food because we both also bonded over Asian food. And Asian, uh,
0: Asian food is objectively the best food. So
2: I, yeah, it's very, I feel like it's the most, um, I don't what's the word? Uh like there's so many different palettes and flavors. Oh yeah. And it's a, it's
0: adaptable, maybe? Yeah.
2: yeah. And like, um
0: you can find different things for different people. Like, yeah. I get yeah. that.
2: And so uh yeah. Like that that's my thing. Every time someone even brings up Colorado, I'm like, if we're in Denver, <laughs> we're gonna see John. <laughs> And I have to go to Nickel Play because I still have my, like, 30,000 points to their arcade, okay? (laughs) It sits in my console. Dang. (laughs) And it's been, like, two years since I was in Denver, and I still have their little, like, coupon. (laughs) I'm kind of sad, though, okay, so that the very last night I was in Denver, me and John played in a and d group, and I was so attached to my character, but... To be honest, like we were in Denver, so I was so fucking high. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, and Sick. uh, and then like that the group we were playing with ended up not being the best of people, and so like it was all. It was like
0: one in particular, right? Like yeah,
2: there was one individual in the commute, in that that geekly con was actually where um, he made a bunch of people uncomfortable, and um. Like, all this, it just it just ended up being a thing. And I feel bad, like, he was, he was just very predatory. Um, mm. And I'm thankful for the Geekly community for calling people out on that because as a woman in Texas, like, you're definitely raised, like, it's the woman's fault or, like mm. like, don't dress a certain way or don't act a certain way if you don't want that kind of attention. And it's such bullshit. So when I was a part of this community and I found out something like that was happening, I was the first to call him out. Um, because I know how it's raised to feel like it's your fault. And I do know.
0: I, I, I was just going to say, I didn't know the particulars of what happened, but I saw Levana's tweet about it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and I just, like, re- replied to that, like, I don't know what's going on, but I trust trust that whatever she's saying is true, or something yeah. like that, like, because I feel like it's important to, like, when you see people you love going through shit like that, to, like, not just disapprove quietly, <laughs> right. but yeah. Uh, yeah
2: and so uh yeah like but that was mine and john's first interaction it was amazing um i think that summer as awful as it was for me personally it was a big expansion for me it was my first interaction with Geeklies. it was my first interaction like the community as a whole honestly like i was like dragged to geekly con so to speak and that's I oh, that's exactly how this happened. Uh before we decided to go to GeeklyCon, we detoured and went to Denver and then headed to Missouri. And I tweeted, like, is there anyone in Colorado that wants to hang out with us? And John replied, That's exactly how me and John became <laughs> friends. That's oh, it's all coming back.
0: Wasn't uh wasn't there a moment when we were walking down the 16th Street Mall, and someone was masturbating yes, at a piano. And, okay,
2: and, and your 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 child was there. We were yeah. like, up up up. I
0: actually didn't see it happen. I just I saw everyone around me's response, and I'm like, what am I missing? Here?
2: Yeah, like, and I wasn't paying attention because um, the situation I was in, like, like no one knew it, but I looked down, like I I didn't make eye contact, especially with other men. Like I had to be very civil, yeah. like. All the, like, I was in a very bad situation. And so, all of a sudden, all you hear is John say, What the fuck? And I, like, look. And then, like, his sweet baby angel of a child is with us. And I'm like, Okay, we get, let, let's turn the corner. Go, <laughs> go the other way. Like, oh, man. That was, I, yeah, yeah, that was insane.
0: Outdoor malls in the summer are a wild place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, that was, yeah. God, that was such a good year for me, like, in the geekly community wise. And it was the very first year that I realized, like, I can be myself and, like, people will still appreciate me. And I'm just, like, I say it all the time and I 100% mean it. Like, I'm so thankful for the Geekly community. Like, I'd go through everything I ever went through again if it led me here because this, like, it's changed my life. And, like, my best friends are a part of this community. And uh, I definitely, I... A hundred percent believe I would probably still not be on this earth if it wasn't for the geekly community as morbid as that sounds, and uh so i'm I'm just so thankful well,
0: the, the we, we we can also be glad you found us then because yeah
2: you know, yeah, yeah I know, I feel like that's a lot of pressure, and I don't mean it that way, but like that's just how I feel like I was in such a dark place and I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how to open up or be myself before this that I always mm-hmm. just like. It was just not good. But it's definitely better now.
3: I I was going to say I get that, but, like,
0: I get that, like, in a sort of a conceptual sense. Like,
3: I don't, like, obviously, maybe not obviously, but I, I, I feel weird, like, putting it this way, I suppose. But I've
0: never, like, really, like, my, my thoughts don't tend to drift in that darker direction. And I've always sort of, like... Despite the fact that I've been surrounded by people who make me feel weird for being me, I've also, for as long as I remember, just sort of accepted that I was going to make people feel weird and just moved on with my life. Like, I've had this weird mixture of, like, lacking, like, confidence in a general sense, but also being very specifically attuned to who I was as a person so that I didn't let it bother me, like, beyond the sort of superficial way that, you know, it can sting when people are just generally dicks.
3: But I do get like where you're coming from even if I don't have personal experiences that come close to matching it.
2: Um so for me, like like I said like I wore masks so long that it's just different and like even my best friend I my best friend here in Amarillo, we've been friends for over 10 years now I've known her my whole life and not even 2 days ago we had a conversation where she's like you I'm so thankful that I had, that you are opening up again and you seem different you seem better. And I had to explain everything. And it doesn't bother me to admit that cuz we all go through shit and I think it's important to note that we all go through shit, you know? And I had to explain like like I understand rationally that we've been best friends for over 10 years now and like I couldn't imagine not having you here in my life to go through certain things like I understand that you understand me on a different level but there's a part of me that remembers that your best friend in elementary school used to bully me and I associate you with her and so part oh, no. of my part of my brain still goes to that part of you that like even though you were never mean to me she was and like I can't help but think like oh just leave you alone like like, she doesn't really like you. Like, she's just pretending like like this is the means to a joke. And I I, I know that that's irrational, but part of my anxiety, my brain still always goes to that part. And so, like, it's just, like, a rough terrain to um, navigate through. And it's definitely something that the more I open up and, and oh, like, because of the geekly community, except that I, like, I can be myself and still have friends, like, makes me realize that that's not who she is but it also makes it hard to accept that that's who she is if that makes sense. Kaylee's brain is just kind of messed up, but I'm working through it.
0: For those of you listening at home, Molly just took a drink.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Molly's like, I'm tired of Kaylee's shit, let's ask some fucking questions. Uh, No, no, I was was gonna say, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say, um, uh, everybody's brain is kind of Sure. I yeah, mean So I guess
2: for me that was hard to admit. Like sure, sure. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that. I guess is what I'm getting. Yeah, right.
1: yeah.
0: I think the best thing people can realize is like the concept of like the normal person is kind of a right. fallacy. Like we're yeah. all yes. like sort of like a weird collection of experiences and neuroses, and like the sooner we get come to grips around that, the easier it becomes to sort of like navigate this space without having to view view things in this lens that like well if i could do this thing i could have a life that's more akin to like that normal life like there's no normal life there's just life and we just have to Uh, deal
2: yes i agree with that and like the more you are honest to yourself about that the better i guess i guess in my own experience at least the better quality life you have because there's always going to be stressors there's always going to be things that like make you uncomfortable have anxiety or you go you're always going to go through something but the more honest you are with yourself and just like live the way you want to like as long as you're not like a serial murderer like i think you're doing fucking all right <laughs> it is yeah. what it is
0: how many how many dead pirates and rabbits can we uh can we
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: before we just say no more
4: <laughs> what's next
0: the tiger <laughs> that's serial jokes everybody in case you, in case you thought I lost it on the hiatus, uh.
2: so I just got done rereading the the Princess Bride, and oh. every time, like my response to anything is like a dream within a dream, and then I realize most people have never seen the Princess Bride, and it kind of brings me down a bit.
0: I feel I feel like there's a certain class of like guy nerd who likes to shit on the Princess Bride because it's perceived as being kind of girly, but it's very good. So like it's you know, actually ma- very good.
2: And Andre the Giant, the okay, so I watched the movie before reading the book, and the, after reading the book, Andre the Giant fucking killed Fezzik's <laughs> Character so good, like I I loved it even more. Like the movie was actually, like, very rarely will you hear me say the movie was as good as the book, but in this case, like, I think they really fucking killed it.
0: They had to be creative with how they they upheld the narrative structure of the books, because there's a lot of humor in the books that you could not have pulled off in the movies, because it's like Uh, a lot of fake history and stuff, like so and then, that, like
2: the back and forth with the author actually introducing his own narrative as this being a book written by someone else was totally out there that made it even better, yeah
0: but that that's I think that's why they went with the uh they had the like the sick kid like from the wonder years <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and the grandpa reading them because it allowed them to sort of like take breaks in similar ways and sort of like have it, have the movie flow in a similar fashion that to how the book did, even if it didn't necessarily take the, the same pit stops or whatever.
1: Yeah. I have not read the book. I feel like I should.
0: It's good. And it's honestly not, not a tough read.
2: <laughs> no, it was It was easy and there was something. Okay. So when I first started reading it, before I realized, like, all of what John just explained, like, I didn't realize... I thought the first part was, like, a dedication. And so I was like, I'm gonna skip through all this. I want to get to the actual (laughs) book. And then when I, like, read, like, the first chapter that's, like, labeled whatever, I realized, like, oh, it wasn't. And I had to go back and reread (laughs) up to that point and, like, fix it, so...
0: But, yeah, like, uh, uh, not that a difficult narrative is necessarily something... I think the majority of people listening to this would have have a problem with but like I can recommend this in a way that is a lot more sort of universal than I would recommend like digging into a song of ice and fire. I think you need yeah. to get you need to be prepared for that. I think you can jump into this and enjoy it because it's it's light and it's funny. It's, you know,
2: yeah, it was so the movie is so corny, and then the book is even more corny. And I was like, I just fucking loved it. Like it was so cheesy, and uh, but it was adorable. It was it was really good. It was a nice light, like a nice light reprieve from everything going on in the world at the time that I was reading it. And uh, you know, I live in Trump's America, so that that's saying something. I'm
1: I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, and you live in, like, Trump country, too. like Yeah,
1: yeah. like, there's, there.
2: so, even though we're on lockdown, and only essential people should work, there's a certain part of town that you can drive, and these people have, like, it reminds me of, like, a flea market stand set up, or they're just selling nothing but, like, Trump apparel, flags, mm. hats. And I, every single day, my immediate thought is, like, Man, I I am not uh, a violent person, but sometimes, like, fires are pretty, you
1: know? <laughs> like, <laughs> John, what was the last book you read?
0: Hmm. I feel like it was a Christopher Moore book. I'm trying to remember which one. Because uh, one thing I realized, uh, actually... This is another thing that came up on my Twitter is that, like, my subscription to Marvel Unlimited was, like, forcing me to read so many comics oh, that yes. I hadn't finished a book in God knows how long. Um, I'm opening my Kindle now to see.
1: But what that's it, also yeah. a reading.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I I mean, when I, okay, it was Practical Demon keep, Keeping was the last, last book I finished. Uh, Christopher Moore, he does kind of uh, comedic, I guess you'd call it? maybe fantasy but like you know it also tends to be like so at least the books that i've read i feel like have been it's like fantasy in a world that's like kind of like our world as opposed to like fantasy in like a fantasy ass fantasy world and
1: i feel like i've read a book by him but i cannot remember so i'm uh, right now
0: i started reading uh more recently uh the a book that i'm not very far into yet uh I never remember the fucking guy's name. Uh, oh, to- Tony Vigorito is the name of the author. I, uh, I, I read one of his books before. Actually, I bought, uh, I bought that book uh, during Portland Geekly Con and planned to read it on the plane ride back and uh, left it in a restroom somewhere. No. <laughs> and, and eventually reacquired it and read it on the Kindle. But, um, uh, what the fuck was that book called? Uh, I enjoyed it. I remember that. It has kind of a Tom Robbins-ish quality to it. Um... Oh, it was called Just a Couple Days, and I started reading a book called Nine Kinds of Naked, uh, which is also by him. And uh, I'm only, like, a chapter or two into it, but, like, it's kind of weird because, like, I know that a character, like, because of the way that the book is narratively structured... I know that a character that I am currently, like, seeing the, like, the world through the lens of is, like, dead in the current timeline of the book. It's kind of strange. Like, it's referenced already, but, like, it's being told from her perspective at the moment. So,
3: I'm not sure exactly where it's going, but we'll find out. Uh, What about you?
1: So, I did a binge-read of uh all of my kindle free books because i'm a um, amazon prime member so i get a free book every month
3: yeah Uh,
0: i I see that those happen but i've never uh i've never really gone out of my way to read any of them
1: it's not really worth it they're all pretty bad but i mean it was kind of interesting just to you know just to have something
0: if if you already have prime like you know What's the harm? I suppose, right? Like, you know, right. it's not like you got Prime because you were like, "Man, I really need to check these free books <laughs> right, out."
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, honestly, the biggest thing for me that Prime did, other than you know, the obvious, is uh, allowed me to watch Good Omens. Um,
1: yep, yep, that was a good one. Very good.
0: And I guess I watched a, uh what the fuck was it called? Some uh, studio Ghibli made a cartoon for kids, and I watched that with Sienna. Um, shit, shit, shit. Ronya the something thieves daughter robber's daughter. Ronya the robber's daughter, I think is what it's called. <laughs> um, it's like, I think it, it's like maybe 20, 25 to 30 episodes long, the entire series. And if you're watching it with a kid, uh, I think the whole series would be enjoyable for the child, but I think like the first, 20% of the series is really boring for an adult and then it sort of ramps up and gets interesting. And somehow we got to talking about the benefits of being a prime member but not not where I expected this to go.
1: Yeah. I, I uh I do have some like oh god, I feel so guilty for being a prime member. But
2: Yeah, oh I, 100% me too.
0: I mean, it's it's sort of You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, That's sort of where,
3: especially, like, being in a country which is so, like, wildly, like, married to the myth of, like, capitalist exceptionalism. Like,
0: having, like, the political perspectives that we do does not change the reality of things. And I don't know. Like, if, if, I weren't, like, getting things at Amazon, I'd probably be going to Target. Which is a smaller corporation, but it's a corporation. Or Sure, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, like, it's not like there's a mom pop that I can do all of the shopping at. Like,
1: it's just, yeah.
0: that's the world. <laughs> like
1: It yeah. is. It requires so much work to be a ethical consumer that right. it is, like, I, I, not possible for anyone without... Immense privilege.
0: I I basically just draw my lines at like you know who's giving money to like really horrible things. Like I don't <laughs> eat at Chick fil A and I don't shop at Hobby Lobby or like you know I yeah, like Hobby it,
1: Lobby's horrible.
0: Yeah, they're really bad. Um,
3: like if we if
2: are you're now mo-
1: sponsored by Joanne's. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, there's so many other places. You don't have to go to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, go to, to Joanne's or. Yeah, just go to somewhere else.
0: I actually don't know where Joanne's is out here. Like, I, I remember uh, when I lived in Ohio, Joanne's was more prevalent there. But out here, I feel like it's either Michael's or Hobby Lobby that you see usually. So I, I go to Michael's. We have
2: all three here.
3: Ah. Yeah.
2: Because our good, geekly um, sister... Ariel works at uh, Hobby Lobby, I also, I mean, uh, at Joanne's, 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 sorry, I was (laughs) going to say fuck Hobby Lobby at the end of this, and I totally Eh. forgot but anyway.
0: I mean, Hobby Lobby, at least out here, closed a bunch of stores, like, and, you know, doing nothing for their workers and saying something about how, like, you know, it's in God's hands now, because, you know.
2: That's exactly, yeah.
4: Yeah. And
0: that that's worked out Yikes. well for many people over many, yeah. many years. So, you know, like, I mean, he stopped the Holocaust, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that That's honestly, that's a thing that I always, like, that's probably not the most tasteful point way I could have made that point. But that's sort of also something that has, like, long in my life circled, like, It's hard for me to imagine, like, a universe where there's a loving God that lets that sort of thing happen.
2: I agree. um, Some of the stories you hear working in a school district, you're like, and I'm supposed to believe. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah.
0: That that could happen to children? There's too much evidence in in the world that, like, at at best like if if this god exists he's a negligent father
4: like
1: at best
2: like
1: so,
0: the most generous read is that like you know he just doesn't pay attention
1: well okay i sort of disagree so recently like i i'm in um an in animal crossing chat right now Cause I'm playing Animal Crossing, which is, like, not related to God, but I swear it will get back to God. Okay, so. How do you spell ha-
2: horse?
3: Okay. Uh,
0: are we I, talking about the animal or my throat is horse?
1: Like, Ooh, the animal.
0: Point. Okay.
2: H-O-U-R-S-E?
0: No, just, just, H-O-R-S-E. uh, no
2: you. H-O-R-S-E. H-O-R-S-E. Yeah. Yes. It,
1: that's what I thought, but it looked funny.
2: Horse. Yeah, that's right.
1: Anyway, Animal but Crossing would, chat... <laughs> is Not...
0: <laughs> Hugo
1: is all for whatever reason God came up in Animal Crossing chat and it's like all these people are like talking about their weird like evangelical childhoods and like uh w w j d and oh right right f r o g apparently anyway i don't know what that one is uh for wait fully relying on god that's what it is
0: that's really fucking stupid
1: (laughs) yes no it's terrible but i really even if you
0: believe that's stupid like <laughs> no. Take well, it's, some for, goddamn... it's for
1: chill. It's f- it's for the baby children. Right,
0: and that's how the baby children <laughs> become the adults right. who still believe that bullshit.
1: Yes, you're right, you're right. But for me like I I it's so weird to me because I grew up in the church, but m- my church was like extremely liberal. And so like my experience with God is so much different than like every single other person. Oh yeah, and, I uh like, it's I grew up Baptist, so, so uh,
0: not, not so liberal in, in, in the first Baptist church.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just like, but I, I just don't, I mean, maybe it's just because there aren't that many liberal churches and it's really a, an anomaly as opposed to right traditional church.
2: So my favorite thing is because I was raised in the church uh, when people come at me with Bibles like whatever i'm like bet and i fucking like like i can always bring up evidence from their bible that contradicts right. what they're saying yeah and uh yeah like i get it i was uh raised in Amarillo Texas like i said but my biological father whom i was on visitation to for a, a while in my childhood lived in an even smaller town called Hereford Texas i was baptized in a horse tank went to this church called Cowboy Church and, what? Uh, what? I, I even did mutton busting as a child. Like what? Super, I don't know like,
0: what that thing is.
2: Uh, I rode sheep like bulls, but as a child, because ch- children can't be on bulls, so they ride sheep. That's fucked up. I mean, yes. and now I'm a vegan. <laughs> like here we are. But um, yeah, and so I was raised in this church that was super like crappy, and so here's how I realized that. If there is a God, like he treats us poorly because I one time had a crush on a girl in my youth group and I told my dad about it. My biological Uh-oh. father, oh, not knowing what that oh, meant.
1: No. Oh, no! And
2: he told me as a like eight, nine year old child oh, who didn't God. even know what sexuality was at that point. I just thought this girl was very pretty and I liked her and I said, dad, I'm going to marry her, was going to hell as an eight year old kid. liking a woman and uh yeah like that's horrifying yes and i denied my sexuality for so long because of it and i don't know basically it's all the worst and uh molly my sorry my whole point to this was no 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 you didn't interrupt me my whole point was like if I would have went to a liberal church, maybe things would have been different. I doubt it. But, you know, here we are.
0: I mean, I'm sure things would have been in some way different. Because everything we do, like, is like a weird branching off point. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's like, true.
0: You you make one change, like, when you're eight, who knows where that leads. Like, you know, throw throw a ripple, throw a stone in a pond, you know, all that right.
2: shit. And the fact that, like, at me being eight, and his response is like, "Oh, you're going to hell," yeah. instead of like, like sometimes you have feelings and you mm-hmm. need to work through them, like as a like normal response, you know. Like, needless to say, I never talked to my biological father.
0: Oh, the tangentially related to this in the very <laughs> loosest sense, my daughter has a girlfriend.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's
1: adorable.
2: Oh, I love it. First off, your daughter. I love her, and uh, no, I she's think, great. I think I still have her on Snapchat, and the like rare occasion I check my story, she's on there, and she's the fucking cutest. Am I allowed to say you had a daughter? If not, everyone who edits this just cuts it off. No, no, no.
0: I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's. I brought her to GeeklyCon before.
2: Yes, yes. right, right. I thought yeah. it was
1: common knowledge, but I just yeah. wanted yeah. to double Wait, check. So, so question: What is she in? Do you, like, what What grade is she in? She's what
0: is a her... sixth grader.
1: Okay. And does she go to, like, middle school? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, she's a middle schooler. Okay.
0: And uh, although right now she goes to no school, because... Right. Uh, yeah.
1: Are they
2: doing any online programs there?
0: Uh, They just started them on Monday, but yeah.
2: Yeah, here they're trying to promote it, and being an educator, I hope it works out. And seeing my brother um, sleep till 2 and then play video games Uh till 6 and then eat dinner and then sleep and then stay up all night, I doubt any work is
0: being done. So, like, her school district, like, everybody, like, that is a middle schooler was assigned a Chromebook through the school at the beginning of the year anyway. Oh, that's good. Like, that, I think, makes it easier for them to both, A, like, you know, have the expectation that people will do work when they're not physically at the school, and B, track that. Like, <laughs> c- like, you can, in some sort of loose sense, even sort of account for attendance that way. Like,
1: Yeah, that's smart. I mean, if every school had that, it would make it a lot easier, that's for sure. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, for me, being a college student with online classes, like, if the work, say, like, you... Give them something on Monday and it's due Friday. As long as it's finished by Friday, like, even if they waited to do it all on Friday, like, their attendance was there, you know? So I don't really know how it works here, but I'm hoping, like, I have a brother who's a senior and, like, the fact that he's missing out on all these senior things breaks my heart because me, as a senior, didn't really care. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to any of the football games. Like, none of that was that important to me. But it is to him, and it breaks my heart because of how close I am to my brother that he's missing out on all that stuff. And so at least, like, I hope that they're working through it in a way that he is managing his emotions through this pandemic as a child and uh, doing what the school district needs him to to graduate by May.
1: Yeah, right. I, can't even, I can't even imagine being a senior right now. Like, what would be so?
2: Yeah, he's heartbroken. And he's trying to pretend like he's not. And that's even worse. Like, like again, small town Texas. Like, oh, everything's fine. Like, it is what it is. But I'm like, brother, no. Like, yeah. like it's okay. <laughs> like, be sad you're not going to prom. Be sad you missed your last football game. Be sad that you weren't the uh, mascot in your last pep rally or whatever you do because you're eccentric and I'm not. Like, I don't know what it's <laughs> called, but... Yeah, like I, I just, I don't know. It's so much like, like I said at the beginning of this, like there's so many other factors that I didn't take in, con- like to consideration when this started that like affect me, and I feel selfish for feeling these things because there's people that are like sick and like, like close to dying, and I'm like worried about my brother going to prom, like, but it's still like an emotional toll. Like Where, I, I, feel I mean, these things.
0: the the fact that people have like larger problems does not invalidate the problems of the people who have smaller problems though like everyone like you know you shouldn't feel bad about that like you know you should be allowed to feel how you your your natural response to whatever is happening
2: yeah that's fair i guess for so long like i believed i don't i feel like i was taught this way but i don't want to necessarily believe on I'm not one that's like, oh, I was raised that way, so whatever. But for a long time, I believed, like, I couldn't feel that way. Like, if it if it was unjustified to anyone, it was invalidated, even if that's wrong. Like, that's how I felt. That's where a lot of my problems stem from. So now that it's like, I realize that it's okay to feel this way, there's still a part of me that's like, oh, people have it worse. And, like, that... It does matter. Like I want to help those people, but at the same time, like I'm still valid in feeling the way I feel, and it's just like I'm at a point where it's hard to admit that. That's fair. So this is not where I thought this conversation was yeah. going to go, and I had even because I was like nervous, googled
1: questions to ask your uh, friends. That's <laughs> do you, do you want
0: to ask something? Yes,
1: from, you should ask us. Okay, let me ask do, us. Okay, let but me see. I need to use the restroom, so ask John first.
2: Okay, I'll find a question specifically for John, and then we will have one for the both of you.
0: It's weird. I did a Google search for questions for John Venrick and these all came <laughs> up. Okay. I wish I could fucking disable Discord notifications on, on my computer.
2: Yes, me too. Like, okay, because I just learned how to use Discord, because um Jan is running a uh, Tales from the Loop campaign that I'm in and so I had to use Discord for that. But mm-hmm. now my Discord doesn't shut up and I didn't even know I was a part of these channels that I'm oh, in. Are you
0: are you in the Geekly one?
2: No, Cause... I I'm in a bunch of different ones and I love all the groups I'm in, but then there's like so many other peoples in the group that my my yeah. my computer is constantly Yeah, tiny. constantly go boop,
4: boop.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like I get it I get it mostly from the geekly Discord and from like uh I'm on a discord for a uh wrestling podcast that I support on patreon um and they're they're both super active to a point where it's really annoying um especially from someone who doesn't like i like being a part of them but just because like broadly speaking like it's community, and you know it's always nice to feel like you're part of that, but um.
3: God, I wish they would shut up sometimes.
2: Okay, what's the favorite thing you own and why?
3: Huh.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to put some thought into this because
2: that's okay.
4: What?
0: What do I even own? I have lots of board games and stuff, um, but I don't think I've I i do not feel like I've done enough with my Switch that I can justifiably say it's my favorite thing that I own. I literally only own two games for it. Um <laughs> That's fair. Um and
3: they're both strategy RPGs. I haven't even got circled around to like other genres of game yet. And I've had it since like I don't know, September. <laughs> and for most of the time I've just been like replaying the Fire Emblem Three Houses. Which is uh they're I I like it, but there are things that the more I play
0: play through it, I wish that maybe had been handled differently. Like, oh Molly might actually be able to relate to some of this. I'm talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, but yeah, I wish that like like I liked the idea of like the the people being like they have their strengths and whatever, but you can build them in whatever direction you want if you try hard enough. But I, I wish that it were more like truly modular like yeah, uh, yeah it's like i want to be able to craft somebody who like basically craft a class that allows me to have like by virtue someone who rides a pegasus and is really good with gauntlets or something i should be able right. to do that i should not be like if if i'm if i'm on a pegasus you actually i think you have to dismount to even be able to use gauntlets but um But in general, like, if you're riding with Wyvern, then you're probably good in axes. And if you're riding a Pegasus, you're probably good with with fucking lances. But it should be a little bit more adaptable to where it's like, I'm not being, like, cornered into these specific classes because they are the classes that classically exist in Fire Emblem. I should be able to say, these are the things I want. Make it work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't, so this, that was my first Fire Emblem game, and I do not understand why there's gendered, like, differences.
0: That's that's been the thing, like, uh, although not for all classes, like, and actually it has varied even from game to game, I feel like, because there are definitely, like, in the GBA Fire Emblems, I think there are a couple of classes that are gender locked, but then, like, in the 3DS games, you could definitely be a male Pegasus Knight. And then Three Houses comes along, and if you <laughs> want to be a male and you you want to fly, you're going to have to be a Wyvern Rider. Um, yeah, it's reason. just
1: so weird. Like, and, why would you make that random, like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's dumb. Uh, and Dark Mages can only be, only be male, despite the fact that, historically speaking, some of the uh, more popular Dark Mages in the Fire Emblem canon are women. Like, uh there's fucking I can't remember her name, but in the uh in the Fates games there's the girl the, the dark mage who has like what looks like a sort of like bandana over her face except it's like mostly transparent. What the fuck is her name? You you recruit her like on the uh conquest side, I think. Like she's like just standing outside of a fucking building trying to break in through the side, I think. And I cannot for the life of me remember her name, but she's because she's a dark mage, she's like old broody, because you you you've <laughs> played you, you've played uh you've played three houses, so you you know did you did you uh interact with Hubert?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: and he, his I think his ideal class path is like down the Dark Mage line. Like yeah. imagine that as like that sort of basic aesthetic, like and you have basically all Fire Emblem Dark Mages. I actually think Three Houses did a slightly a better job than your average Fire Emblem of characterizing people outside of just their class archetype. Um, like Hubert, what what path did you play?
1: A blue lion.
0: Oh, okay. So that's actually not the like I. This is going to sound weird, but I think the the path that gives you the best sense of Hubert as a character is actually a uh, golden deer. Um and if you play through Golden Deer when you get to the point that I'm talking about, I think it, this conversation will click and you'll be like, but like, uh, also spoiler alert for Fire Emblem Three Houses. If you play through Blue Line, he's basically the enemy because like Dmitri is like right. very tunnel vision. Like you know, once he figures out that Edelgard is the Flame Emperor. Uh, also, spoiler alert for Fire Emblem 3.
4: Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: whoever's editing, maybe uh, put in a little noise to Beep. let people know I'm about to spoil something big in a game that's, like, almost a year old at this point. But, um... You, so you get a fairly limited scope of, like, the uh, of the sure, Black yeah. Eagles in terms of their characters, I think, in Blue Lions. <laughs> Although I actually think the Blue Lions... Story, although there are things that I think maybe happen faster than they should. Like, Dimitri's like, tur- when he turns back around, I feel like that happens like conveniently quickly for the mm-hmm. narrative. But I think that the blue lines tells the best overall story. And if, if I were given the opportunity to play a sequel in, in that setting, a, I don't know how you would build it, because there's there's no way that there's a canonical ending, um, just based on how they built that game. But B, I would want to sort of, like, branch off from the Blue Lion's path, I think.
3: Even though I think... The thing about the Golden Deer path is, I think... It's an interesting path,
0: but I think the least interesting thing about it is how the Golden Deer actually interact with the world they feel almost peripheral to the story that's happening in every path
1: yeah it
0: it mostly seems to boil down to Edelgard and, and Dimitri and but I think play I think playing that path can be interesting just seeing that
3: story from play out from a perspective that is not you know your like not the
0: central point and sort of trying to unify it from the outside. And also, I guess, out of necessity, the Golden Deer ends up having, like, a different sort of final big bad-type situation. But
1: Yeah, that that was my plan um, to replay as Golden Deer. That,
4: mm-hmm.
0: so. uh, I will say, uh, the Black Eagles playthrough, it... It feels the least fleshed out. Like, most of the other, uh... Although I, ha- I haven't played the, uh... The... Okay, more spoilers for Fire on the Three Houses. Um, this won't matter to you necessarily since, you know, like... If you finish any route, you know that Edelgard's the Flame Emperor. But, like, in the, uh... In... If you pick the Black Eagles, it is possible to either side with Edelgard or to not side with Edelgard.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Uh,
0: And I have not played through the version of the story where you don't side with Edelgard. Uh, But if you side with her, it's, like, by far the shortest story. Like, I think, I want to say Golden Deer and Blue Lions are both, like, 22, 23 chapters or something. And, uh, And
3: Black Eagles is, like, 18. It feels like they decided late in the development that they wanted to have, like, a route that allows you to see Edelgard more fleshed
0: out as a character. And I think, I think that, I think people who play the game should play through the Black Eagles route, because it gives you more of a sense of Edelgard as a character, but I think it is a terrible first route to play.
1: Yeah, I can't even imagine, because, like, I, I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't even really want to play Black Eagles because, like, at, playing through Blue Line, she's just like it's like sounds like she's just like she's just an evil person. Like, why would I want to play that? Yeah. But
0: and, and honestly, like the 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 basic story beat impression that I got playing through Black Eagles, which I think actually was the first ride I played through, um, but like it felt like. She was sort of on the brink, and mm. having the support of like the main character because like fucking Three houses falls into that trap where the main character has a like it's lazy storytelling to try and get the player engaged by having the main character be such a central point of every story, right, yeah. but uh it is what it is, and he's sort of like her tether that sort of allows her to pursue her goals in a way that is not. Completely insane
1: yeah that's what <laughs> I kind of figured, yeah, mm. that makes sense,
0: but I would be very interested in like just because I have a because I haven't played through it, and b because I feel like it could be an interesting dynamic in general, like playing through the game, assuming that you're playing through with the end of her, what happens when that split happens, you know I, am
1: I feel curious like about you... that I feel like the the answer should be that you lose like that doesn't seem like a winnable
3: but I wonder like do you end up having to sort of like try and recruit people into yeah, the fold? Yeah, yeah. like do you do, you, or are you just like the de facto leader like which I guess is kind of what happens in Blue Lions because Dimitri is like so like unreliable as a uh
0: like for several chapters whereas like actually that
1: yeah that makes sense that would make sense
0: in golden deer you never get that sense with claude claude's always scheming like you know his schemes might like i feel like it's a writing fail that his schemes never feel as impressive as everyone's reactions to them would indicate that they are but like you know i think of the lords he is the he's He's the most interesting character, but in the least interesting
3: position, like, in terms of, like, his effect on the universe.
1: Wait, so I have to ask, what was the question?
3: Oh, right. I never answered the question, did I?
0: Uh, (laughs) Uh, And I don't
2: play any of these games, so I've been lost the
1: entire time. (laughs)
0: Uh, the question was, uh, what is, is your favorite thing you own and why?
1: Oh my god, that is wow, that's not <laughs> what I was expecting. Okay,
0: um, um, I'm gonna say Fire Emblem Three Houses because it just caused me a tangent for like I don't that's know 20 minutes. True. Um, and I didn't know, uh, because I don't actually have that many things that aren't games, like what. It's mostly, like, tabletop games and stuff. Like, I, you know, I have, like, a variety of board games, deck-building card games, uh, some random uh, third-edition D&D books, uh, fifth-edition D&D books, things like that. Like, you know, I don't own, like... I, I have a computer, but, like, it's it's a utilitarian thing. Like, I don't have, like, a, a gaming rig or anything like that. Like, so... Yeah, it's gonna be something that I uh, I enjoy and, you know, my music all exists on my phone now, so it's not like I could even say, like, it's this album that I have a physical copy, copy of because, like, you know, ownership is weird in, like, the digital age. Like, I'm more or less renting the... I mean, I've paid for the rights to listen to this stuff, but they could take it away. Like, it could sure. just all... I mean, if I knew it was coming, I'd just downloaded it all into my computer. But if it just, like, my, my, because I'm an Android user, my, my music infrastructure is largely based around Google. Um, so if Google just decided, all right, you don't have the rights to any of the stuff anymore, I basically just have the things that. I uploaded myself and the things that I buy through Bandcamp because it wouldn't possible I buy through Bandcamp because they have the most generous biz- business model for the actual bands. Either of you want to take that question while I go use the restroom?
1: Yes. Uh wait, no, I want another question. Kaylee, give me another question.
2: Okay, well Damn it! The one question I wanted was for both of y'all because I feel like it was good. So let me find one for just Molly.
1: Well, no, I mean I can I can answer it too. I just I I'm I'm also like John where I don't own a whole bunch.
2: Yeah, I don't own a whole lot, but I think my personal favorite would be uh, so those Funko vinyl pop figures that came out. I thought mm-hmm. they were fucking stupid. I hated them. <laughs> And my, my dad that I claim as my dad, not my biological father, who we were talking about earlier, my dad, my stepdad, he got me, we were at this thing called AMA Con, which is like a Comic-Con, but on a super small Amarillo level. And he got me three wrestling figures. And I haven't watched wrestling for a year, but it's how we used to bond when I was a kid. We bonded over wrestling and basketball. And uh, that's like... Before he considered my, himself my dad when he was just my mom's boyfriend. And I was young. I was only, like, four. But those are the things we bonded over. And he got me these three wrestling vinyl pops. Um, and two were Ronda Rousey's and one was the Shawn Michaels, uh, my favorite wrestlers. And I think those are my most prized possessions. Because as much as I hated these Funko Pops, like, like, knowing that he took that time to, like, think about me yeah. and get them, like... Like, so I love them.
1: That's sweet.
2: Now I have, like, a small, like, arsenal of these dumb-ass vinyl pops that I always thought were so stupid that people saw those three and just collectively got me even more of them. uh, (laughs) So I think that's, like, my small little gem that I own.
1: Yeah. I guess, I I would say probably books. Yeah. Like, (laughs)
0: I'm just taking a moment to say, uh, also, wireless headphones, so I heard that. Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler growing up as well. Nice.
2: (laughs) Mine too, and for a long time I considered myself religious just because of him, even though I Ah!
1: personally didn't... Ah!
2: I personally didn't believe the stuff he was talking about, but, like, see, like listening okay, to his story, so I was like, oh, that's believable.
0: Th- this is actually funny, because I'm old enough that the version of Shawn Michaels that I grew up with was the pre-Finding God Shawn Michaels. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Like, the Degeneration X and, yeah, like, the, the backstage politicking and all that, yeah.
2: The, like, like so I'm beautiful, everyone wants me, Shawn Michaels. Right, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, which, you know, the, the one thing those two versions of him have in common is that they were really good at telling stories in a wrestling ring. Yeah, (laughs) Um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, that, that, that was the thing that he, he carried with him regardless of, you know, whether he was an asshole to everybody or he found God.
2: He was still an asshole after he found God, to be fair. Yeah. I mean,
0: that usually doesn't go away for that. Yeah,
2: yeah. It makes it worse honestly. They just become pompous and like better than you at that point.
0: I mean, I'm he stopped of... he stopped wildly abusing drugs though, so
3: I think that helped.
2: You know? I mean, there was the back injury and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, like, I know, I, I know. I think honestly though like like if you look at the correlation maybe he did find God. That's beautiful, but also like he met his wife Rebecca who's fucking beautiful and like an angel of a human to look at. So, like, I'm sure she's smart and stuff, but she was also a Nitro girl, so you don't know much beyond, like, that <laughs> of a Nitro girl. Is it, like, isn't
0: it weird that Nitro girls were a thing?
2: Yeah, for real. Do you watch the new wrestling?
0: Uh, AEW, yeah, yeah.
2: I know nothing about it, but uh, it looks like 100% the trash television that I would be into.
0: It... I feel like they, uh... They step on Nitro's vibe a little bit at times. Yeah, I
2: felt like they were trying to go back to, like, 90s wrestling, which I was all for.
0: Um, There are things that I like, there are things that I don't like. If you look at the geekly wrestling fans, they're a huge fan of a guy named Orange Cassidy, and I don't get it at all. Like, I don't find him on any level entertaining. As a guy who just pretends to not care about things and, like, walks around with his hands in his pockets... And then occasionally does something athletic. Um, it's over my head, but apparently isn't, a lot of people love him.
2: Isn't there someone that only puts his hands in his pockets?
0: That, that's him, yeah, Orange oh, ca- like, Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Kind of, I didn't like, know his
2: name. My brother yeah, showed him to me.
0: He sucks. Um, I mean, if any of the Geeklies who really love him listen uh, to this, go ahead and tweet at me and tell me why I'm wrong. But I don't like him.
2: See, I feel like he's, like, the one, because he has a thing, he is more popular more people do like him. Like, I don't... But his, I don't... But
0: his thing is stupid.
2: Like, for instance, McFoley's thing was to be a weirdo. So, like, most people drew to that because they could relate. Like, his thing right. was, like, I do, right. you know?
0: But, and like, s- Mick McFoley's thing also, like, was compelling, I think. Like, when Mick Foley is weird, like, you know... When, particularly when he was, like, mankind before he started doing the split personality thing. Like, he did some, like, legitimately, like like, unsettling things that were both hard to watch and hard not to watch at the same time. Like, and I don't get that from this guy. It's just a gimmick. And a gimmick needs to be entertaining, I feel like. It can't just exist in the sphere where it's like, oh, isn't it cool that this guy walks around like he's apathetic all the time? And he one and he one time did a top rope move by pretending to fall asleep and falling on a guy.
3: Like, isn't that funny, everybody? Like, I it's not for me. <laughs> um, also, now it's Molly's turn to be lost. I think
2: I was about well, to I say no. Like, how is it that John can relate to everything and me and Molly are like? <laughs> I, on?
1: no i i went and i looked up the top uh 50 professional wrestlers from the 1990s because that's when i watched wrestling mm-hmm. just to remind myself and i my favorite wrestler in the from the 90s was chris jericho
2: oh uh, he makes <laughs> me want to vomit he, well, uh, I, I he
0: think was I, he was really funny in the '90s though.
2: Um, one of our geekly friends is having me. I'm gonna watch WrestleMania with him this weekend, and he was talking about Chris Jericho, and I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking hate him." He's think, so like cocky and disgusting. Yeah. Oh, he's just
1: disgusting. That's what I. That's how I was but as a small he, child, he, though. He, like, like he reminds bench. me
2: of Edge, like the twenty. Like so. Oh man, was, though,
0: but Edge is doing such good work now that he came back. Like, right, his promos like, are fucking...
2: He fucked up his back and shit, and he couldn't wrestle yeah. for so long that he has to be decent now.
0: I mean, I kind of feel like like Edge being back and like seeing him talk, I, I, I feel like I underappreciated his ability to talk when he was around before. Like He was...
2: Well, yeah, but he was... And then he had his girlfriend, and they were just... He did the hair thing, and everything about him was just, like, cringy.
4: Hmm.
2: What he he did the spear, right? Edge had the spear, and like he would just like stalk his prey, and I know that was his thing, but and I know he was meant to feel like creepy, but it worked, and I just like now as like even as an adult, that's what I think of. I'm like, oh, you're just Edge, you're just gross.
0: But like, go back and like on the Chris Jericho thing when he was in WCW. He did some legitimately, like, funny things. Like, there was a... Like, he was feuding with Dean Malenko, and he had, like... uh, Dean Malenko's nickname was The Man of a Thousand Holds. So he was referring to himself as The Man of a Thousand and Four Holds. And uh, and there was one time he came out, and he just started, like, listing, like, the wrestling moves that he knew. Um, And, like, I guess they, uh... Like they went to commercial and came back, and he was he had still been reading them to like the live crowd. Um, and there was a different time when he was trying like when because like late era WCW was a very strange place because like because like um, no one was really in control, so people were kind of just doing whatever. And he was like had in his head that he really wanted to feud with Goldberg, uh, but Goldberg wasn't into it. So there was like this promo he did where he basically like just imitated like a spinal tap thing uh and was like like doing goldberg's entrance like i don't know if either of you are aware like goldberg's entrance like they start from his dressing room and track him all the way to the ring or whatever but like jericho got like lost on his way to the ring <laughs> um but
1: uh- yes i i feel like that was the uh the time that Molly was watching wrestling. Exactly and that's, then.
0: that's like peak Chris Jericho in terms of like <laughs> his how entertaining he can be but like I don't find him super entertaining these days.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Now he just kind of I guess he if you like weird insults he called fans pumpkinhead dipshits. Nah. But um that's mostly just like you know, wrestling shows sort of taking advantage of the fact that it's okay to curse on wrestling shows again. Okay, so
2: I actually really love the Usos. Like, if we're talking about re- relevant um, wrestling.
0: um, They're good wrestlers. Um,
2: I guess, like, their thing... Because they were the ones that had the thing with Kofi, right? Kofi Kingston?
0: Uh. They, they, I, they were feuding with like the new day broadly.
2: Right, right. Uh, before mm-hmm. before he yeah. got the title, last yeah, yeah. La- last WrestleMania, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So my thing is like my my family always orders WrestleMania and it's a big de- big deal. So I go and watch it with them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, this year with quarantine, it's different, but sure. I'm still gonna watch it. But that's what I remember. And first off, my first instincts was like Kofi fucking earned the title. I I believe that. Like no matter what, like. He was wrestling, so when I stopped wrestling, watching wrestling, he had already been wrestling for two or three years. Oh, that was when he was
0: doing the fake Jamaican thing.
2: Yeah, and, yeah, and then he, like, now he's to this, and he got his title, and I was super proud of him. But the Uso, something about their personality and the way they wrestle and the vibe off of each other is, like, Texas wrestling, and that's what I thought of when I uh, saw them, and... uh mm-hmm. Ever since then, like even though I don't really keep up with it, like I go for them anytime I do watch it and I mm-hmm. just adore them.
0: They got their hair cut. It's weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, I felt that way when Shawn Michael shaved his head, like his hair was yeah, like, but like livelihood.
0: He he had been going bald for so long. Like oh, if he Yeah. yeah. Like he but- they <laughs> And the hardest working man was whoever was in charge of like trying to make sure that his bald spot wasn't in camera shots.
2: <laughs> it's it's facts.
0: <laughs> oh oh man, have you ever seen like the Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan match from like I think SummerSlam two thousand four.
2: Oh, where they were both just super obnoxious and, like, calling like, and, each other out the entire time?
0: Uh, he was, like, overselling because, like, basically it was supposed to be a three-match program where Michaels won, like, the first one and Hulk won the other two or something like that. But Hulk's like, no, I'm not losing to him, brother. And <laughs> so, like, and and Hulk Hogan's like, and also Shawn Michaels, you have to work heel because Hulk Hogan's a self-centered douche piece of trash, like, in actual <laughs> life. Uh, so Shawn Michaels, just every time Hulk Hogan did a- anything to him, he would, like, do, like, a flip to sell a punch, or, like, he was just, like, over, like, he was exaggerating everything, and it's, like, the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Just, like, someone just, like, every move, like, oh, I just, like, flipped over the turnbuckle for some <laughs> reason, like, it's it's good in the worst way, like.
2: So my, okay, my very, very, very first, and I don't even think I watched it live or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. My
2: very, very first Shawn Michaels uh, memory is when he kicked Johnny, or uh, Marty, Marty Gennetti. Marty yeah. Through, yeah, through the barbershop window. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I, I 100% don't even think I was alive for that, but yeah. I, no, I, de-
0: <laughs> You definitely weren't. That was like 1992-
2: yeah, yeah, but I just vividly remember that and thinking, like, like my heart was broken because I was so invested into their, like, tag team, whatever, like, personalities, but then I was like, Shawn Michaels still my baby, so fuck you, like, as a kid, like, I remember watching that, like, like replays and stuff with my dad, like, and ever since then, I've had a, an addictive personality, so wrestling started that, and, <laughs> and here we are.
0: That was that was like blonde bullet Shawn Michaels too, like
2: yeah, like he didn't give a shit, like he was just doing whatever, yeah.
0: To be fair, like that was a weird time in like the WWF back then, uh, before the World Wildlife Fund or whatever. Uh, we're like, okay, you can't use this anymore. <laughs> um, in that, like, it was sort of like a lull in terms of like wrestling's popularity broadly speaking, I see so I think people just sort of were doing their own thing a little more. Not that not not that kicking someone through a window was a shoot, I'm sure they agreed to it. But like <laughs> that would be weird if he like just legitimately like although it 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 did, I think, lead to him being like the first person who ever uh used a super kick as a finishing move and now like fucking everybody on the indies as a super kick but
2: yeah like so i remember as a kid we got a trampoline and me and my brother for hours would be out on this thing like kicking each other in the fucking face not knowing that it was fake right yeah and uh not that the injuries aren't real. not that the the you know, they try yeah, yeah. hard. I, I 100% yeah. like, and I don't... There are you things know what that I mean. they
0: do that it's impossible to completely fake. Right,
2: like, but you don't realize that as a kid. So the amount of times I kicked my brother in the nuts in the head... Oh no! Is that, oh no. <laughs> uh, a very uh It's a very strange thing that I have two nephews and I'm thankful for them. And I hope I am blessed with many more nieces and nephews. But uh yeah, like, Zach should not have kids the amount of times i've kicked him in the nuts because yikes. of wrestling like yikes not knowing that you like pretend that shit right right yikes. yikes yikes oh you said you
0: had a question for both of us right
2: okay yeah and it's it's super like trivial now compared to this like we've had some intense conversation but the one that i thought was cute was like who's your celebrity crush and why <laughs> it was super simple and i thought it would get us into like further things because at the beginning of this, I was like, none of us are gonna know what to say, so this was like an opener, but now it's uh-huh. like an hour in i mean
3: it's allison hours. it's
0: Allison Bree, and also look at her
2: okay let me let me look at her Allison oh
0: oh uh have you seen community? no, have you seen glow no, okay. That, those are the two things I mainly know she's
1: her She's so beautiful. She is. She is. And she's very funny, too. Oh, mm-hmm. good.
2: See, for me, like... Like, looks are important enough. Like, I want to be attracted to you, obviously. But, like, if you can make me laugh, like, you have my entire fucking heart. Like, I am such a, like, sense of humor. Like, because I'm always joking and, like, making light of things. Even if it's not necessarily something you should make fun of, that's just my coping mechanism. So... I've always, like, wanted someone that I could spend my life with, like, laughing or, like, joking or, like, you know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but.
1: No, I, I no, get totally. that. totally. Yeah. So,
2: like, if she, yeah. Like, the fact that she's beautiful and has a sense of humor, like, I know that I would just fawn over.
1: I I need to think about this because I do not know. Because I have not thought about this question in, like, many, many years.
0: It's also one of those things where it's, like. I know she's roughly
3: my age so I don't have to feel creepy about it.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> God, I don't yeah, I I'm trying to remember like the last I guess I also asked this question cuz I definitely have an answer. And what what is your answer?
2: Okay, so her name I I always feel like I mispronounce it. It's Numi Rapace. She uh, she's in the very first time I saw her. I'm sure it was before this that she started acting, but she does the Swedish adaptations to the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. And oh, th- and then she's the one that is um, all all seven siblings in a girl with a dragon tattoo.
1: Okay, I I need to look this up because I love that movie. Her I love those is, movies. Her
2: her name is Numi, N-O-O-M-I, uh, Rapace, R-A-P-A-C-E. And I love everything about her. Like, anything... Um, or, she's, like, such a fantastic human being. She's beautiful. God. And, like, everything about her just makes me swoon as a human. And uh, that's my celebrity crush. Um, as far as men, I would have to say... Um, Uh, What's his name? Uh, Idris Alba. Uh, I fell in love with him when I watched the Lothar series on BBC. And then watching him in Cats was just phenomenal. Even though that is like a trash fire American like, I don't know. It's it's so awful that it's good. Um, And so those are my two. I just love both of them. Anything that they're in, I automatically like, I have to watch that just because they're in it.
0: The the only the only time I've ever looked at a man and thought, you know, I kinda get this was the version of Chris Evans in the Avengers or in the Captain America Civil War where he has the beard and I'm like, okay. I I I think I could I, I could get down on
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans is a very beautiful human that He is. is a very but, beautiful that, human.
0: That fucking beard, man. I don't know. I don't know what it like, was. Like
2: Like if anyone knows me, like facial hair is a thing. I've once, um, the uh, one and only time I will have ever been married, um, he threatened to shave his beard because we were fighting, and I told him if he shaved, I was gonna move in my parents until it grew back. So facial hair is a hundred percent like adequate um, exceptions for roles. So,
3: did you see Captain America: Civil War? Yeah, you remember, you know the beard then.
1: You know what? I need to I need to rewatch that because I think I saw like part of it on a plane, but I never watched like the whole thing.
3: Oh, fuck! I need to do that, the plane,
0: is, airplane is like a worst place. The worst yeah. place to watch a movie.
1: But I think when I did watch it, I was much. I think now I would feel differently because I think I like Chris Evans a lot more now. Um, but er, like. I was always a big Robert Downey Jr. fan, so oh, yeah. like, I think that he overshadowed him at at the time when I was watching it. So,
0: I will I was say, probably
1: not paying attention.
0: In uh, in Endgame, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance fucking made that movie.
1: Yeah, he's so good, he's so good.
2: So, like, here's the thing. Uh, Ever since I was a kid, I was a um, Hulk fan. Uh, Going back to our conversation about personal items, I have four of the 12 pop vinyls I have are different variations of Hulk. So that's obviously where my favorite Avenger lies. And um, he is a beautiful human as human or Hulk Hulk. Wait, uh, so which one do you like, though? Which one?
0: I'm assuming she means Mark Ruffalo if she's talking about like the movies,
2: right? Like, yeah, no
0: one, no one, no one picks Edward Norton.
2: Well, I don't know. know. Yeah, 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 definitely Mark Ruffalo. But also, like, even as a kid, I remember thinking, like, oh my god, this is such awful TV. I love it when I was watching the older versions of the Hulk movies. Um, Ugh. And so, like, like. It was so bad, and he was just green, like nothing changed, but he was just like spray painted green. But at the same time, something about me was like, this is fantastic television, and it was the worst. And uh, yeah, so Hulk is my favorite, and Mark Ruffalo is also a beautiful human who deserves recognition.
0: You know, I, that's actually the thing I was going to say is Chris Evans is very, very prominently liberal on Twitter, which I enjoy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's very smart, smart dude.
0: I don't, I don't know what I don't. I have no idea what Robert Downey Jr. thinks about the world. I feel no, like he doesn't, I don't. Think I, he gives- doesn't dip his toe in that
3: water.
1: No, nope. no, nope. I don't Maybe think so not.
2: either. His thing is like he came from negative to positive. Like he was yeah. on drugs, he was in jail. Like his thing was like he had this glow up, which is like the term, you know.
0: He was became- probably like one break or one wrong move away from being dead.
2: So yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like sure. his thing is I went from being a shit human to this positive force in the world. And I, I'm, I want to continue being that. It's a, I, it's a
0: hell I'm, of a comeback, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah, like, yeah. I didn't even know that about him. And so I think like listening to that story is very important, but I think that's probably also why he keeps his nose out of political things.
0: Could be my favorite. Uh, Comic characters growing up were like Gambit uh, from the X-Men. I love Gambit. Who does not have a good movie representation. Nope. uh, And uh, Venom. But Venom is very like high school boy. And 37 year old me is not really a Venom guy. I
1: I I, I, I loved Venom the movie. I loved it. I loved it. See,
0: I didn't watch it because, like, I, when one of the things I learned while reading through Marvel Unlimited is, like, I wasn't enjoying reading Venom anymore. <laughs> it was just, like, it was wearing on me. I'm like, I'm not the guy who fucking, like, is enjoying this, like, pseudo-angsty bullshit. Like,
1: Yeah, I, did, I had never read a Venom comic, so that's why I loved the movie, presumably.
3: <laughs> gotcha. But... I, I planned on watching it, and then I just never did.
0: And then I thought, "Do I really need to watch it?" And at this point, I'm not sure if I ever will.
1: I mean, I would totally watch it with you, but just me. I mean, I, I, but I, I'm totally like Ariel. I love the crappy, like the cheesy bad movies. Like, see, I just think they're hilarious.
0: I'm not gonna watch anything like that by myself, but I. A thing that I've long said is that, like, I tend to uh, place more value in terms of like who I am around and what I'm doing. Sure, yeah. Yes. So like, yeah.
1: With it's the definitely right company, more of a a group movie kind of thing for with, sure.
0: In the right company, I would watch almost anything that's not like, say, a CMA fest.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> See, I would totally go to a CMA fest, but I would only do it because, like, I wanted to, like, uh. One of my birthdays in my 20s, I went to, um, uh, Joplin, Missouri, uh, like, the, no, not Joplin. What's it called? The one in Missouri, the place, the...
2: I've been to Missouri once, and it was at the Evil Hotel, where I don't even remember eating, so...
1: (laughs) (sighs) Ah. I can't, uh, my brain isn't working. I drank too much. But anyway, I went to Missouri just, like, for fun. Because I was like, you know what? I need to experience this. I need to experience the Missouri.
3: Did you still feel that way after experiencing it?
1: (gasps) It was definitely... You know, it's one of those things where I was happy to do it once. I'm never going back, though. Never. (laughs) Fair enough. Nope. What's it called? What's that place called? God, I can't even remember now. I mean, yeah, but Missouri's not a great place, so maybe you should just avoid that.
3: (laughs) I mean, for one thing, you're probably going to run into some
0: Cardinals fans, and that's (laughs) just unacceptable. (laughs) Who who chooses to live their life that way?
1: Wait, was there another question? Did we answer? Oh, the no. It was just the the celebrity crush crush one was the last one, right? Right, right. Yeah.
2: Okay. So because Don has so many opinions about foods, I did have another question. What if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life? What would it be and why?
0: Are we talking about like a dish or like one ingredient?
4: Ooh.
2: Uh, No, definitely a dish.
0: Uh, pad thai because the single best iteration of any dish I've had was uh, the pad thai I had off a food truck in Portland during GeeklyCon, and I it was the only place that I ate at twice during GeeklyCon.
2: What was it? Uh, pad thai. I feel like every I wouldn't say like in Texas, maybe like where I'm from, they've all been the same. But everywhere I've been, if I've gotten pad thai, it's always different. So that's a very safe, like, uh, something to choose because it's always different when you go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I, I will actually agree with that. Like, it—you would think it would be more similar based on what it is, but it does—it does vary from place to place. Although
2: I, maybe I want I- a spicy tet. Ta- pad thai so i'm gonna go to the place across town whereas if i want a sweeter pad thai i'm gonna go to the place next yeah. door like you just never know
0: i mean broadly speaking i always want a spicy pad thai but oh,
2: 100 percent, me too but i was just giving an
0: example. although there there are sweeter ones uh there's one one place in denver that makes awful awful pad thai uh it's called us thai don't go there oh.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, anything U.S. United States yeah, Thai, like, like I don't call. think I would go.
0: But people also claim that, like, there's a place near the University of Denver called Jason's Tie that they swear by, and that also sounds like equally like not trustworthy.
1: That does, yeah, I wouldn't trust that. Nope.
0: But, but yeah, it was. Uh, I went on a very, very bad OkCupid date at U.S. Tie. The company was bad. The food was worse. Oh, Um, man. It was one of those where, like, we didn't even have to, like, at the end, like, we didn't even have to acknowledge (laughs) that it was going to be the only date. We just sort of went our separate ways. Like, it was... uh,
2: So, the very, like, I don't know, like, I know only Molly and John can see my fingers and they're touching at this point. The small amount of, like, online dates I've met, anytime I agreed to meet people in person it was for coffee because i didn't want them to ruin my favorite restaurants
1: oh smart smart Ah.
2: like coffee is coffee because generally i'll get black coffee and add my own sweetener and but like and of course coffee is not coffee as a coffee drinker but in the grand scheme of things i didn't want them to be like oh where do you want to go to eat and then i (laughs) mentioned someone and it was awful and never want to go there again
0: as a non-coffee drinker for, for me, coffee is coffee because it's all gross.
2: Right. It's still a smart idea, and John, you are so welcome to take it for your next online date.
0: I mean, I, <laughs> I don't do that at this point.
2: Uh, you know, you never know, though. I'm saying if ever it is inclined that you want to meet for someone, first off, here's the thing. Women eating in front of men are never comfortable, and I don't care who you are. <laughs> and like it's 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 a subconscious thing. Like even if you don't think you're that person, you are. So like if you invite her for a coffee, she's automatically gonna be more comfortable with you than if you ask her to eat.
1: Very interesting.
0: I mean, I feel like I'm the sort of person who would like, you know, try and get someone to go to a board game bar. <laughs> so like I
2: that's mean that's what, fair. Yeah. I would uh, I would' one million percent agree to that. Like I would if you ask me to go to a board game place with you as a date you hundred percent have my attention than anyone else asking me on a date.
1: Yeah, for me for me too. It's a good call. Like, uh,
2: so anytime I'm talking to someone, if they go to for the same like things like, Oh, let's meet at this bar or like, oh, let's go to dinner, I'm already like, yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> like <laughs> that's hilarious. Like you you have to captivate me with the first date or the first conversation for me to continue the conversation at all. Dang because i i've been like where i settled so now i'm like like if you're worth it not in a not not in a cocky way but like i i have wasted time where like i settled for things like that so like i know what i'm interested in and if you're not interested in those same things i know it's not gonna be something that is gonna be long lasting
0: yeah the thing with that also is like like being alone is not so bad that it's worth settling for something that
4: you know, oh 100%,
2: yeah 100%, yeah Um, so I think it's common knowledge now that I've lost a hundred pounds and for a long time, because I was fat, I thought it decreased my value as a human. And I didn't realize that. And I settled in a lot of things, relationships, jobs, things that I thought I could get because of my weight and that shouldn't have impacted who I am as a person. And, um, people have convinced me like, Oh, Kaylee, you're actually a pretty decent human. And that has, Like, change the way I view everything. Friendships, family relationships, romantic relationships, jobs, like, anything. Like, if it costs me my mental health, I know it's not for me. And I think that's the approach I take for anything at this point. That's fair. Whereas before, I'm like, oh, it's something I can work through. I can get over it. I can deal with it. Whatever, Whatever the excuse was, I would put up with it.
0: Do either of you have a food thing that you would choose? If
1: Oh, yes. I, that is one thing that I've thought about many, many times, which it doesn't make any sense. But for whatever reason, that is like the most prominent thing on my mind. And the answer is bagel and cream cheese.
2: Oh, that is really one. Mm-hmm. that. I mean, that can be See- sweet, savory, anything you really want because it's right, all encompassing. But-
0: for me, like, the bagel was always just, like, an excuse to eat cream cheese. Like,
2: mm, that's because,
0: because it's not socially acceptable to take a spoon and just eat cream <laughs> cheese straight.
2: Like, you say that, but it's also not socially acceptable to do that with peanut butter, which I do on a regular. Like, I can sit down and smash a whole fucking jar of peanut butter if I let myself, but I have self-control.
0: I've never done that, but I will occasionally, if I'm feeling snack hungry, I'll just, like, dip a spoon in peanut butter and, like, eat that as a snack.
2: Right, and like, move I, on will with my sit- life. I will sit in front of a TV show, movie, or whatever, and most people eat popcorn, <laughs> have a meal. I will hold a jar of peanut butter in huh? my spoon and eat it like it's a fucking soup or something. Like, I fucking love peanut butter. And so, I feel like... like- I feel like, like if I, I did like that, I would drink with- like an
0: entire gallon of milk, though. Like,
2: oh, see, for me, I'm not, I don't like milk. And so, like, that's not a big deal to- I would probably drink a lot more water because peanut butter is more salty. But,
1: uh, yeah, like, milk is. And like- it
0: just dries your fucking mouth out, anyway.
2: <laughs> like- yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't think I could have more than a spoonful of peanut butter. See,
2: I <laughs> wish that was the case. But, like, no, like, I, like, if challenged, I could complete it. <laughs> I would eat a whole fucking jar of peanut butter.
0: The, the the only time I have more than a spoonful of peanut butter, typically, is if I'm eating it, like, with apples. And then the apples are taking care of the dry.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. wish that was the That's case. True. So, bagels and cream cheese. I could get behind that. I mm-hmm. could also mm-hmm. get behind pad thai. I think, for me, I think... Oh, a
0: God. jar of peanut butter.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I actually just, I'm recently obsessed with the movie Peanut Butter Falcon, which is about this man who has Down syndrome, who runs away from his living facility and finds this other guy that's on the run. And their thing is like they're poor and they're outlaws. So they buy a jar of peanut butter and they like eat it with like, and then they catch fish in the river. They're like floating down and they eat peanut butter and fish. And I don't think I could get behind that, but I could definitely That sounds behind. fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, could, <laughs> I could definitely get behind the peanut butter part. But Although, honestly, I think for me, I think my one thing would be sushi. Because, like, I could just always go for it. Like, I'll wake up at 4 a.m. and be like, man, I'm kind of hungover. Maybe I could go for <laughs> some sushi. <laughs> like, It's your That's protein. Hilarious. It's your carb. It's your fat. Like, all-encompassing. It's just, like, a wholesome.
0: It's not yeah. a super cost-effective way to get those things, though.
2: Yeah, that's true. Like
0: I feel like if I if if all I ate were sushi, I'd be broke.
2: Uh yeah, but also like sushi is so filling to me personally I could eat once a day and then be good for the rest of the day. Hmm. So like your cost effective is like eating three to four times a day. Right, three, yeah. Three to six times a day. Whereas if I eat fit like if I eat sushi Maybe I have my post-workout shake because I work out in the mornings. But then, like, I have sushi for lunch and I won't eat until the next morning. Because it's, like... But also, like, I know I'm in the rare, like, minority whereas, like, if I have r- rice for a meal I won't eat for a while because rice makes me so full that, like... I just, rice is
1: very filling.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Like, I don't like when I go eat Asian food. Typically, I get whatever I want minus the rice part. Like, it just yeah, makes me, feel, me too. It makes me feel gross and like very bloated. And so, like, I don't like Philly like that. But if I were to live off of one thing, I would have sushi, which does have the rice. But then I would only be eating probably like once a day, unless it was like a very like hungry day usually like the day before i start my period or something i am more hungry maybe i'd eat twice a day (laughs) to say but yeah generally like if i have sushi i don't eat as much it's all like within one meal whereas like my calorie expenditure is more spread out the rest of the time also like eating and drinking are different to me so maybe i'll have a smoothie in the morning which doesn't count as eating even though it's calories
1: (laughs) and then i would still have sushi later on well that's that's fair that's i feel like most people feel that way
0: yeah i haven't had a smoothie in forever
2: i started whole 30 it's actually like i'm over whole 30 but i'm still basically eating whole 30 minus the alcohol i drink and uh so for a while i was having a smoothie in the morning just because i was too lazy to like go work out come home and make eggs but now that i'm stuck at home it doesn't really matter
1: after, I did a whole 30, like, a two, I don't even know now, just two years ago, one, yeah, two years ago now. Anyway, uh, but I got so obsessed with eggs. Like, I ate eggs.
2: Yeah. Every meal. See, like, for me, and, like, you're not even a vegan, for me, like, like eggs is my main source of like, protein, so boiled eggs, fried eggs, scrambled yeah. eggs, like... Like, at one point, I was trying to add egg, like, raw egg to my smoothie like I was rocky or something. It's ah! disgusting. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> Wait, gonna, really? That sounds awful. Yeah, well, that's bad. See, I'm, I'm actually surprised by that, because it seems like it would be something that would work. Um.
2: Yeah, I think, see, I thought the same thing. I think I wasn't adding enough to the smoothie and oh, okay, the egg, because so, yeah. it was, like, eggs, kale, and then a fruit, and, like... okay. Like, without, like, a sweetener or an adequate protein, it was just, like... Mm, Gotcha. gotcha. Like, you could mostly take the egg.
4: You
0: know what you should have done, actually? Peanut butter really stands out in a smoothie.
2: Yes, true. I buy powdered peanut butter. Like, it's actually... I can't have that.
0: It's hard to make a smoothie with peanut butter in it where the other flavors that you want still come out. Like, it's, it's actually kind of an annoying balancing act. Because like peanut butter is just like a an overwhelmingly dominant flavor, but oh, oh, at least it's a flavor I like. Whereas like if there's a banana in a smoothie, mm-hmm. I fucking hate that shit so much.
1: Yeah, I feel like banana overwhelms unless
2: it's peanut butter banana, because then it's like a. I do like balance. that. Yeah, yeah, that's, perfect- that's
1: a good combo. I, I this- fucking
0: hate bananas. <laughs>
2: I don't know if it's a thing everywhere, but in our mall, we have this thing called Fru which is like a smoothie salad place. It's supposed to be a healthier like food court option. Mm -hmm. And they have a peanut butter banana smoothie. And I don't know what they do to it. It's like fucking witchcraft, but it tastes like a liquefied Butterfinger. And it Mm -hmm. is so fucking good. I could I could just like bathe in it like I fucking love it. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot more more unhealthy shit in it than there is healthy but i convince myself because i'm having a smoothie versus like i don't know fried whatever
1: but <laughs> it's fine
0: we have a place that does smoothies and salads at my mall's food court but i don't think it has that name i feel like it has a more like like typical
3: salad the type name but i don't remember what it is I do remember liking the salad that I had there though.
2: So, in Lubbock, there it's like an hour and a half drive from here which is in Texas, not that unreasonable. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't so I was talking to yawn who is like anything over like 3 or 4 hours is like a day trip and I'm like, "No, like I'll drive 12 hours and then spend the day and then still drive back to Amarillo to like make it to work the next day." Like In Texas, yeah, like I didn't realize that was a crazy thing. Anyway, Lubbock, which is like basically the next notorious town over, they have this place in their mall called the uh, Potato Corner, and it's like, like I think they have like two different places in their mall because it's like in the corner, and it's literally just French fries with like regular seasoning, but it's my most favorite thing ever. Like, first off, I love potatoes in any form, and like they have. (laughs) They have like garlic potatoes, regular potatoes, barbecue potatoes, sweet. Like they have some kind of like sugary cinnamon potatoes. And like I could eat there all the fucking time. And so anytime someone talks about food court food, that's my go to. Like
1: potato corner all day, every day. I can't believe there's a. That seems like it. It seems not plausible in anywhere but like the South. <laughs> Oh
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I agree, did you like also I was mind blown that like I don't know if it's Texas specifically or more like some other southern states, but like some of y'all don't have um like whole uh pickles in your movie theaters, like popcorn and pickles are the go wait, wait 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 wait,
0: wait, wait <laughs>
2: like, vo- like why. Like, hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on.
2: Best made pickles and popcorn are like the best fucking snack food for pop, like movies.
0: There are movie theaters that serve pickles. Yeah, yeah like I
2: it. whole pickles. Like you get a, you get a giant ass pickle and your popcorn. Like for me, I always live by the rule. I could live off of the peas, popcorns, pickles, and peanut M Ms. Right. Like if I went to Washington and couldn't get a pickle with my popcorn for the movie, I would freak the fuck out.
1: That's very strange. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: I'm I didn't like, know this was a thing anywhere.
1: Nope,
2: I didn't know nope. it was a thing. Not to be able to order that.
1: Yeah, you you don't. T- Texas is weird. Texas weird. I mean, I,
2: fair.
0: Honestly, if I'm by myself at a movie, which doesn't happen super often because I don't get like it takes a lot to even get me to a movie theater, but um, I don't even get popcorn. I generally get like nachos.
2: What? See movie theater popcorn is my fucking kryptonite.
0: I'll 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 eat movie theater popcorn like if I go to a movie with Sienna, I'll get popcorn for both of us and then I'll probably also get nachos because <laughs> um, I like nachos. That's that's the thing about me.
2: Um I guess for me like Tex-Mex is such a like in my soul type thing. Like First off, we anywhere we go, my my other thing besides John Venrick, when I associate with Denver, Colorado, is having to pay for chips and hot sauce when I go out to eat and it's bullshit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in Texas, like, that shit is all you can eat. Like, you want more chips? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, it never ends. And um, so, like, nachos here is, like, a different experience, I guess, than everywhere else. <laughs> and uh so for me like getting nachos at a movie theater i'm like why am i paying for this like like it's just not it's just not the same
0: there was a uh i'll i'll, I'll eat just about any nacho like I, I i've been known to make meals out of gas station nachos um but uh there was there was a place in in ohio where i grew up that that brought like not uh chips and salsa out like uh an Italian place would bring out bread, that kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah I, now that you mention it, although I don't eat a lot of Mexican food, so maybe that's why I haven't seen it. But, yeah, now that you mentioned it, I can't think of any places out here that do that.
2: See, it's, it's a complete opposite. You come to not just Amarillo, anywhere in Texas, unlimited chips and hot sauce, and usually, like, if you order one round of queso, they will refill your queso for free Dang. after you oh. pay for the first...
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah, that's super impressive.
2: Um, usually, but the bowl is pretty large. And so, like, usually you don't get more because your food gets there by then. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So when I uh, I remember one time, it was actually the night we were talking about um, earlier. Uh, we were meeting the group of people for D&D. We were, like, looking for somewhere close to eat. We went and ate. And they gave us chips and hot sauce. And they were like, do you want more? We were like, Yeah. Like we didn't think anything of it because we're from here, and then like on the receipt we got charged like all these times for chips and hot sauce, and we were like, "What the fuck is <laughs> going on right now?" I feel like I'm being bamboozled, and uh, they had to explain that like you're not in Kansas City, more Kaylee. Like yeah, so that was my wake up call that uh, the rest of the world's not uh chips and hot sauce
1: savvy. I do think the important thing to remember with that is, if they ask you, then it's not free. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, I suppose when I waited
0: tables, I never asked people if they wanted more bread. Like,
1: right? If 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 if, if it's free, they're just going to bring it to you.
0: Or in my case, I would hope that they didn't ask for more bread because like a lot of people threw out their extra bread anyway they would ask for bread and then not eat it and not take it uh, with them.
1: well yeah yeah no like uh, it, unless they if they're asking yeah i totally understand
0: but yeah like you, waiting tables you see so much food waste that you
3: i know like if you care you try not to contribute to it to it as much as possible
1: I feel like the only story that I ever have is my uh, eating of other people's food a- as a server, <laughs> and that's part partially why. Don't I don't understand why people throw away their food?
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. Like, even if you're not going to plant, even if
0: you're not going to eat it, find a homeless person and give it to yeah, them. Yeah, like give it to them. They're they are fucking homeless people everywhere. Like, it's just infuriating that we live in a country where there's such, like, a disparate range of, like, you know, people with food insecurity and the people that are just, like, I paid, like, you know, $30 for this meal and I'm comfortable throwing half yeah. of it away right God. now.
1: It's so crazy.
3: And it's, it's not like there's a particularly good way to get bridge
0: those things so that you could have the direct line from the people yeah. who are wasting to the people who
3: need it, but it's just, I don't know.
1: There isn't, which is the problem. That might be one place where, like, I might agree with a Republican, like, don't have don't have those kind of regulations that prevent that kind
3: of stuff. Yeah. That's the interesting thing is like, sometimes like far left and
0: far right, there's a little bit of overlap.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Like
0: the, the rationale might be different as to why, but like, you know, Every now and again there there are there are areas where like you'll you'll find yourselves with strange bed fellows, as it were
1: I mean regulations are awesome, but like don't regulate yourself out of common sense right, right, right. Any more questions, Kaylee? or should we wrap it up?
2: keep it fresh, cheese bags <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye. <laughs>
0: And good night, cunts.
1: The music used in the Dire Weasels podcast is Lad Quig Jig by Lad Quig. It is available under a Creative Commons license. For more information, feel free to email us, direweasels at gmail.com.